1: Has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness cover the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, for the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, upon thee, yeah glory shall be seen upon thee, Whoa. many shall come and say, mm, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He shall teach us of His ways yeah. and we shall walk in His path. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted upon the hills and all nations shall flow into it Whoa. shall flow into it yeah, yeah. arise and shine your light has come the lord shall arise upon Shall be seen. Oh, Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains above the hills above the hills and all nations shall flow into
2: Hallelujah. Come, let's provide the offering.
3: Wow, fantastic. Is it beautiful? Are you excited to be here? Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. 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 The hour has come. Hallelujah. I've told I've learned not to introduce fathers into the house. Because the last time, Bishop said, I, I'm coming to my house. You said, you are welcome to my house. This man doesn't, he doesn't need any welcome or introduction. Hallelujah. This is the house he built. This
1: is the house he built. You hear me? This is the house he built.
3: Hallelujah. So, Stand up to our feet, and with just a joy, let us welcome my pastor,
1: your pastor, my father, your father, my apostle, your apostle, Apostle Joel! Oh beloved father, please come down and meet us, we are waiting on your time open up the heavens shower down your blessings we respond to your great love we won't be satisfied with anything ordinary we won't be satisfied at all we won't be satisfied with anything ordinary We won't be satisfied at all. Open up the sky, fall down like rain. We don't want blessings, we want you. Open up the sky, fall down like fire. We don't want it.
2: Yeah. Amen. amen,
3: let's share a word of prayer amen. before you sit down, amen. amen, father we thank you for tonight, thank you for the opportunity to be alive and to be here somewhere in Manhattan serving you. Thank you, Lord, for touching our hearts to be conscious of God and to be reverent of him. Thank you, O God, that at a time when people don't think much of God, at a time when righteousness and serving God means very little to many people, somehow you have counted as faithful touched our hearts not only to believe in you but to be willing to bring this revelation of jesus to others we are so grateful we could have been unbelievers. we could have been people propounding all sorts of theories at this time standing and at street corners, arguing with people about whether God exists or not. But thank you for taking us beyond that. Thank you that there is none of us here tonight who has a struggle with whether you exist. Lord, our struggle is rather how to please you. And we pray for grace and mercy forgive us our trespasses forgive us our failings and our shortcomings even the ones we keep confessing and keep repeating oh God we pray that you be merciful unto us and help us Lord direct our hearts more and more towards you towards loving you and especially towards doing your will and doing what pleases you the most we pray lord that you will bless our time together tonight in jesus name we pray open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law teach us holy spirit in jesus name we pray and everybody says "Amen." amen wow put your hands together for the lord and you may be seated amen I was getting suspicious of your song you know when you have a preacher who stands up to preach and you start to sing we won't be satisfied with anything ordinary I think that's kind of a stressful song you know <laughs> so I was beginning to question your motives for raising that song of of all songs. <laughs> well I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I only heard the part that concerned me. Wow. Amen. Well it's good to see all of you tonight. Always good to see you, always a blessing, and I thank God that he has put us together in a family, and families are forever. Families are, till death do us part. Families are, you either attend my funeral or I attend and officiate yours. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Family is like that. There is no leaving of families. You know, there may be occasional separation caused by distance and other necessary pursuits. But we still belong. Even from a distance, we still belong. And we will always belong. Tell your neighbor, you and I will always belong to each other. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that is a real blessing. Amen. Amen. And um, I thank God for you have a very cute uh, church. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck, tucked away nicely. Even the winter can get in. <laughs> the cold cannot get in. It's wonderful. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight I was just, you know, thinking, what should I share with you? Then I thought, I'll just share with you what is on my heart. Amen. Amen. And, um, yeah, what has been on my heart lately is the subject of soul winning. The subject of soul winning because I keep being reminded that soul winning is indeed the only meaningful vocation of christians while we wait for the lord to come amen soul winning or to convert others to christ and to let As many people as possible know Jesus Christ the way we have come to know him must be the only meaningful reason why we're here do you see it must be the only meaningful reason why um, we gather to sing encourage one another and we're supposed to go back out there do you see to do what he left us here to do you know it's not for singing if it's for singing i think god has much better music in heaven do you think so i think heaven is a nicer place where music is concerned than any music that god can find in any church here amen Amen. I see more and more that Christians can become consumed, you know, with other passions and other things, especially things that we find in the Lord. Do you see things that we find in the Lord or things that we know God can do for us? Do you see that? At a point, you wonder, you know. Um, see, yesterday, two days ago, I, you know, just before I preached in church, then someone was singing, and she was singing. Uh, what was the song? She was the song was saying, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Well done, good and faithful servant. You know well done, good, and faithful servant. And as she was singing, I was meditating on the song, and I realized that, I mean, one of the key things we're expecting or must expect to hear from the Lord is well done, good, and faithful servant. That means we must be working, isn't it? But the way things are set up now, it looks like when we meet the Lord, we rather have to say to him, well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> because between him and us, you know, it looks like he has more work to do for us than we have or plan to do for him. Do you see it? Yeah. And I think this, that kind of Christianity is setting yourself up for a most meaningless existence, you see, which sets you up for a dry, boring Christian life. And it is no wonder some people fall away as we go along because how long can you continue to do this? Just coming to church, singing a few songs, you know, praying, asking God, you know, convention, this, that, all these things, you know. It's like someone who is training at a gym for an event that never happens. Do do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, you know every day you make a hundred meter dash you run up there and come and then you just you you see but there's there's no one to fight (laughs) Do do you do you get it yeah because all of those things are prepping us for something but that something never happens do you get it yeah but if we were to switch our hearts you know, to the real purpose for which God has left us here, if we were to think like he thinks, do you understand, we will be consumed by a different passion that will supply energy even for living the Christian life. Just, just merely existing as a Christian, it will give us energy for that existence. Do you see? And that thing is so winning. Amen. Hallelujah. Not, you know, Christianity without that can be very difficult. And at a point, it will be boring. You'll be tired. Do you see? If we don't have new convents, new people, new faces, new faces new challenges you get it if people don't ask us questions we can't answer if people don't put us in stressful situations relating to the faith you know we will just dry out and be bored and eventually backslide and a whole lot of things will lose their meaning to us Jesus told the disciples Jesus told the disciples in Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 and verse, um, no, 28 verse 18. Matthew 28 and verse 18. It says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth can you see that all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth then he says in the next verse go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you all the way even unto the end of the world amen. amen he said all power is given unto me go ye therefore okay now this verse verse 19 and verse 20 is what has been commonly described as the great commission the great commission who has had that before yeah great commission great commission if you ask any respectable christian what is the great commission then they will tell you go ye therefore and teach all nations right so that's actually the great commission but you can see that go ye therefore is beginning the sentence therefore means because of this isn't it as a result of this that's what therefore means so if you start reading this verse at 19 and you say go ye therefore go ye as a result of this and teach all nations the question you should be asking is as a result of what <laughs> isn't it as a result of what 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 is the reason why you are asking us to do this and then you see, that must take you to verse 18. So that you, say, you read this verse that says, Jesus came and speak unto them, saying, All power, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Do you see? All power. All power must mean there must be types of power. Isn't it? Otherwise, he would say the power. <laughs> it was only one power. Or one type of power but he says all power all power is given unto me in heaven and earth then he says go ye therefore so if he says all power is given unto me so let's do this also oh, do this then the action he is requiring of you must be the reason for the power that has come does it make sense Huh? yeah do you see, if I say to you, Reverend Osei has given me his car keys, go ye therefore into his car and bring the what? He doesn't have King K in his car. <laughs> go, well, what do you want out of his car? Some people want water, some people want a jacket briefcase, how about the money under the seat? (laughs) Okay, so if you say Reverend Jose has released the keys to his car, go therefore to his car and bring this or do whatever or drive it or park it or whatever it is, whatever follows that instruction must be the reason for the release of 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 the key. Are you getting it? So, power for a Christian is supposed to be used primarily for doing what? For soul winning. You get it? The nature of power is such that it always has to be connected to something to be used safely. If power is not connected to anything... Power becomes dangerous. Do you see what I'm saying? As long as these wires are connected to this keyboard and so on, we're cool. But if you see a wire connected to power and not connected to its purpose, but just lying down there somewhere, now you're looking at something that can even kill. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes? So there's a lot of power that is released in Christianity. If that power is not connected to its purpose, that power will become our destruction. That's, that's one of the reasons why these days you see all sorts of fancy, complex, sometimes scandalous, um, you know, situations in churches. Do you get it? Because we have a lot of power, including money, influence, buildings. Do you get it? Yeah. One day, a friend of mine called me. He had, he had recently been divorced, and he called me, and we were talking. Then he said to me that, as for you, you are so blessed. And I asked him, why do you say that? Is that because you are a pastor? You know you have a, little, a lot of ladies in your church. <laughs> you say to one, "Come," and she <laughs> cometh. And you say to another, "Go," and she goeth. All power, all power. All power is given us. You <laughs> get it. So that's when it occurred to me that ha. To call someone and the person comes, it's some type of power. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. And to say go and the person goes is a kind of power. Now, if that power is not connected to the right thing, then there's going to be a lot of coming for the wrong reason. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see, if a pastor, if a pastor has indeed authority to ask people, meet me here on Tuesday evening and they come, it is some power. I mean, he must be very powerful to put you at, this is not, this place, if you come here, you need, uh, what do you call it? Uh, w- the ways map, <laughs> when you enter the building, you need to turn on ways <laughs> to find this place. You get it? You need GPS directions. Do you get it? And yet, look, he's been able to gather you a room full of people in a place where even the winter cannot find. <laughs> it's some power. Do you get it? Yes. If that power is not connected to its purpose, that power becomes dangerous, it corrupts people. It destroys people. It leads to a lot of abuse. You know, and it leads to a lot of misuse. Because it's power that is not connected to a purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. No Christian must be looking for power if that Christian is not prepared to do what Christ he does with power he said all power all power all power and you will find in the Christian life a lot of things require power just even just in your life you need power do you understand how do you know what things need power to do anything you wish could happen that has not happened it means it needs power <laughs> 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 no. huh? Yes. Because it means freestyle has not accomplished it. (laughs) Your regular life has not. If Anything that is a desire in you. That has not been fulfilled. You get it. That takes more than you to happen. Means that thing needs something else to get behind it. For it to become what it must be. You see. Yeah. And Jesus said. power you know and I like the part of this verse verse 20 that says listen he said teach teaching them and then he says and lo I am with you the one who said all power has been given to me says if you go I'm coming along Do do you see what better company could you have and what better prospects for fulfilling the things in your life that require power to accomplish, but to do what brings the one who carries all power along. He says, "All power is with me, and if you go," he said, "Lo, I am with you always." Now you see that word "always." Sometimes I'm not sure how to interpret it, but I realize no matter how I interpret, it's a win-win. Always, you can add s to say he means always. That means he will always be there. You get it? All? Think of it as a geographical word, yes. where he says all way. <laughs> then you have to add another L. <laughs> so you choose which one is cheaper for you to buy, <laughs> L or S. Just put it over there, and it says always. But he says all way, even onto the end of the world. That sounds like distance. <laughs> Sounds like direction. Sounds like how. no matter how far you go, you can count on me to come along. Do do, 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 do you see the thing? So he said, all power is given to me. I mean, I'd rather have the person who has all power to be with me. Who would you rather ride with in your car? Or if you were going somewhere, what would you prefer? I give you a trunk load of bread to take with you on your journey. Or I leave the trunk empty and I stuff the baker in your car. Which one would you prefer? You take the baker. You skip the trunk load of bread. And you just have the baker riding in your car. That's it. So he said, I will be with you all the way. It's greater and better than having all your prayers answered by the same God. Do you see what I'm saying? That is why you must get interested in the thing that gets him moving on your behalf. Do you see? Yeah, he said, I am with you all ways, even unto the end of the world. If you will just go and do what the power is for. Do you understand? Today, Christians use the power. For all sorts of things which the power can do, but that's not what the power is primarily meant for. Do you get it? It's like I have my iPhone right here, my iPhone cell phone. Can you see? It tells the time. How many can see the time on it? Oh, you. Oh, can you see the time? It's your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> See, can you see the time? Yeah. Can you see the time? Yes. Yeah, this is a nice, fancy gadget nice. that tells the time. Do you understand? Now, what if I told you that, oh, I came here rejoicing, and I said to you that God has blessed me. God has blessed me. I finally have an iPhone, so I can finally tell the time. Think about it. You get it. That the whole reason for my rejoicing is because I can finally tell the time. I bet that there will be some of you here who would like to trick me out of this phone by asking me to give it to you and you give me a gold watch. (laughs) You get it. Because you know that if it is just telling the time, there are cheaper ways of telling the time. Do you understand? Yeah. So the fact that my iPhone can tell the time doesn't mean that the time is the reason why you get the phone.
2: (laughs) Are you getting what I'm
3: saying? Yeah. So the fact that the power of God can do many wonderful things, can provide when you lack. Power of God can produce husbands for wives. It can produce wives for husbands, can fix wives for husbands and can fix husbands for wives. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Power of God can do so many, can provide jobs. I tell you, there is nothing like the power of God for providing jobs. It can open doors where they are closed otherwise. It can make people like you and can't explain why they like you. It can do so many wonderful things. But it does not mean that the power of God is for that. Primarily. Do you understand? Primarily. Not that, not that it's if you use it for that. You are not abusing it. But if you use it primarily for that. You are misusing it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. You know. You are underutilizing it. The power of God is not for all the things that we get out of him and out of that. The power of God is wonderful. And I pray that you would taste of the wonderful things that God's power can do. Amen. Amen. Every impossibility in your life becomes possible in the face of the power of God. But the power of God... It's not for that. Do you get it? You wouldn't send your son to come and die so someone can have a husband. What do you think? Huh? Not even, I think if we even talk about death, we've gone too far. We just chop off his pinky so someone can have a car. Would you do that? No. Oh, so the power of God released through salvation and so on, is for a much more serious purpose than the way we have used it. Do you understand? So Jesus said, look, if you go, the power is for going out there to preach and teach. Let me show you a passage. Look, look at, um, or even before that one. Oh, okay, let's go to that one. Why not? Mark chapter two. Look at the book of Mark. Are you getting anything out of this? Okay. Mark chapter. Chapter. Chapter 1. Sorry. Mark chapter 1. The Bible says. In verse 24. Saying. Let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth. Art Thou come to destroy us. I know who thou art. The Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him and they were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he, even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region around oh, sorry, round about Galilee. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. And at even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils, right? Because those were the two things they had seen him do. The one was to cast out the devil from that man. The second one was to heal his mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law. Do you see? So then they said, if you can do this, if the power of God does this sort of thing, then here, more. So in the evening, they brought all that were diseased And that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. Right? So that was the evening. Then in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him and when they had found him they said unto him all men seek thee everybody is looking for you (laughs) they have gathered crowds then he said to them let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also because that is why I came the power is for preaching in places It's not for healing people's mother-in-law this person's this this one that 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 that. but you notice you can see you can see that he's not against it you see he's not against it when when it shows up he does it because the power can do it it does things like that when peter said come and heal my mother-in-law he didn't say no 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 my power is not for that do you get it? Yeah. He healed her. She got up and ministered to them. That was a blessing. She must have cooked some good food right after she was healed. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? And it blessed all of them. But you have to know what the power is for. And because of the the, the big convention meeting that happened the night before, so many diseases healed, so many sick people delivered from devils and so on. By the morning... The people had come for morning session. You get it? Yes. They were now. I mean, and that's every pastor's dream. Every pastor's dream is, listen, the people gather before you come. That's every pastor's dream. But most pastors get the opposite. You come and wait for the people. Do you get it? But he said, look, the guy said, look, the whole town, the whole city has gathered. They are just waiting for you. Come, come and do wonders. You get it? And instead of saying, let's go. You get it? (laughs) Bring my towel. (laughs) Instead of going to do that, he said, look, let's go to the other towns. Let's go to other places that I may preach there also, for this is, what does it say? It says, therefore came I forth. Therefore, wow. therefore came I forth. Wow. It's for this. It's for this. It's for this. This is the reason for it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. And the disciples didn't say anything. <laughs> And they looked at the situation.
2: <laughs>
3: he said he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. Then a leper came to ask him, saying, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him. And he said, I will. Come on, be clean. You get it? So you can see he has feelings if you have a problem. God doesn't mind solving it. But we can't get that confused with what his power is for. Does it make sense? Yeah. You see, and I see that any Christian who starts to align themselves with this purpose and starts to turn themselves into a preaching Christian, someone who wants to go, wants to preach, wants to share, is looking out for people and opportunities to share, you will see that the power of God will never lack in your life. Do you understand? It will never be absent in your life. See, the other verse, the other passage, chapter 16 of Mark and verse um, 16, Mark 16 And verse 15, 15, Mark 16, 15. He said, he said unto them, go ye. This is Mark reporting his version of what Jesus said. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You know, the other one said, preach the gospel, teach all nations. Mark says, look, take it person to person. Every individual qualifies for salvation and to hear the gospel you see so preach the gospel to every creature then he says in verse 16 and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved he that believeth not shall be damned it's two only two outcomes when you go out to preach people will either believe or they won't believe do you understand but you have to learn to move on because jesus says go and preach you will have two outcomes some will believe others won't believe. Then he shifts the focus to, look at it, the next verse, 17. These signs shall follow, them don't believe. Let's talk about those who believe. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah, some of us are discouraged because of those who don't believe. You see, it's like when you get to the fork, you take the line of those who don't believe. But Jesus said you are supposed to take the line of those who believe. Let's walk with those who believe. Now he says that in these signs shall follow them that believe right so there must be a lot of power because now these are ordinary people the signs are about to follow not the one who sent the message but the ones who believe the one who sent the message That's why I'm saying there's power in it. There has to be power in it because an ordinary person is now going to have these signs and number one, in my name, they will sort out devils. First stop, first stop, first stop. So you see, the power is associated with going out to preach and teach. Are you getting what I'm saying? yes it says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall next one pick up serpents these are all things you need power do you get it and if they uh, drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover can you imagine these are the ones who believe the new converts the ones who believed as a result of those who went Even they can do these things. (laughs) There's power somewhere. Are you getting it? Then he said, after he had done this, he had spoken unto them. He was received into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Verse Verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. They went forth. That means they left at least where they were told this. They left that place. Do you get it? And then they went to preach everywhere. So how could the Lord be working with them except that the Lord came along as he promised? The Lord had promised that I, will, I am with you always. You see the thing? So when they went forth, the Lord was working with them, confirming the word with signs, following Does it make sense what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Confirming the word with signs following. They went and they preached and the Lord was working with them. God is going to work with you. God is going to work with you. Even you say you have faith. Even if you don't see bread but you see the baker in your car, you're okay. Isn't it? You have faith that so long as the baker in your, is in your car it doesn't matter how much bread is absent from your car same thing if you're going and you're working it doesn't matter what you need that you can't see do you understand the provider of such things is with you at the time that you need it the Lord will show up and he will provide hallelujah hallelujah Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So I want to encourage this church, you know, you must become a soul winning church. That's going to keep us young. And it will keep a fresh aura around us all the time. Do you understand? You know how sometimes you can go to like a very very elderly person's house and you kind of feel like everything is old. Huh? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You go to an older person's house, like your grandmother's house or something. You get it. Every, the radio is old. The, the 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 drawer is old. The television is hunchback. <laughs> um, um, what else is old? The 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 the, the windows, the curtains. You know, everything is old. Yeah, everything reflects the era. You see, yes. But there's another kind of person. They may be older, but around them, you still see freshness. And, and I can tell you that, look, if we don't become, the only thing that keeps the energy in a church is soul winning. Do you get it? Soul winning is giving birth to other Christians. And also, baby making is a thing for young people. Yes. As long as people are making babies, it means they are young. Yeah. Yes. I was telling somebody that it's nicer to make babies than to look after them. True or false? (laughs)
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) Apostle, did you say that? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) I said that. (laughs) So, if we want to keep the youthfulness in the church, we want to keep the energy in the church. We want to keep looking, feeling young, fresh, energized. Make soul winning central to this church. Central. We must be excited. Every Sunday we must be looking and more excited about new people than the same old people, even if they come. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's going to bring energy. It will birth a freshness in this environment. Hallelujah. See, look at this chapter in Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. It says, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house do you get it see now that sounds like someone who has no aim (laughs) you see because he was going somewhere then he runs into zacchaeus then suddenly where are we going we're going to zacchaeus house so if you hadn't met zacchaeus where would you be going (laughs) you see then so the people around him were understandably concerned. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. right? Then when they saw it, they all murmured saying that he was gone to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. Do you get it? They said that he has gone to be the guest of a man that is a sinner. And it just shows that fundamentally these people who were following Jesus did not understand what Jesus was about. Do you get it? Yes, and I know that today there are a lot of followers of Jesus who don't understand what the Jesus they are following is looking for. So in verse 8, he says, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, verse 10, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. See, this is the second time we're reading Jesus restating his purpose. Because it looks like the people around him, the people who follow him, have a tendency to stray and to think it's about something else. So when Jesus was strolling and going between wherever, to Jericho or whatever, they didn't know, they thought that Jesus was traveling to, But they didn't know he was actually on outreach. Jesus was, he was seeking and trying to seek and to save the lost so when he saw that somebody has climbed a tree you know some looks, trying to see him he said if i don't have time for this then i've missed my purpose i don't i don't know what i have time for shame on you if you don't show up for outreach but you show up at the baby shower you missed it you missed it you missed it you totally missed it he said look the son of man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. this is it this is what i am here for meanwhile a whole lot of people were visiting were following him if you ask them who are you with what are you doing here they'll say oh, i'm a follower of christ Jesus came here and I came too. Do you know Jesus? Yes, of course I know him. I was actually with him the other day. We are just walking. We go from place to place, you see. But their heart, their purpose is different. Otherwise, they would not be murmuring that he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. I I mean, the prime, prime purpose of his coming has been fulfilled which is that he's the guest of a sinner he's in the home of a sinner here is the sinner here is Jesus what better opportunity can you imagine when someone is looking for something he has eyes for it yeah you see what I'm saying you see a guy who's looking for a beloved I mean <laughs> Young lady who just passes, we're looking all the time, looking all the time. They may not say, just check their fingers. She married, she married, who's that that girl, what's her name? Just trying to make ways because that's what you're, you see, it's on your mind. (laughs) And so you are trying to find it in any place. Yes, salespeople are always looking out for what they call buying signs. Yeah. When they come to, when you go, if you go to a car dealership, one of the questions they ask you is what you drive now.
1: They
3: find out what you drive now. Now, if you have arrived at a Mercedes dealership in your Nissan Sentra, they know not to to waste a whole lot of time on you. (laughs) You get it? Because they know that it will take a miracle for you to jump from where you are to to where. It's not likely. You get it? But they may also miss it because that may be the day. you see what i'm saying yeah. yeah you see and then look at your nissan Sentra. it's 1994. <laughs> and you have come to the dealership and you have come to you're checking out this e-class 2018 so they don't follow you they leave you to check out the cars <laughs> no, no no they leave you to they leave you to check out the car yourself yes yeah yes and they'll tell, you, they'll tell you, okay, we'll be here if you have any questions, call on us you'll be left alone <laughs> yeah but when somebody shows up in a comparable type of vehicle do you get it? yeah then they start to follow you around the place they ask if they should make you coffee because you have brought that <laughs> They should make you coffee. Some old coffee. <laughs> they want to make you coffee. They, they, they start talking about the car, answering questions you haven't asked. You know? Yeah? And they start following all over the place because they can see buying signs. You get it? That's it. To fulfill your mission, you need to know how to recognize or identify who is a candidate for fulfilling your mission. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And so Jesus was not going to miss this opportunity. For someone who came to seek and to save the lost has found the lost looking for him. He's not passing that opportunity at all. No, 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 he's not. So it's Jesus who came down to the tree and he stopped. Yeah. He said, this guy wants to see me. I have time for this. I have time. He told the guy, look, calm down. Where's your house? Yeah, let's go. We're going to eat. We are eating in your house today. And the people say, hey, what kind of man? (laughs) It's because they don't understand. May you not be one of those Christians who doesn't understand that God gives you opportunity, gives you people who are ripe for salvation, People who are clearly looking for something. Do you see? And you are just so insensitive to it because you are obsessed with this. Your little problem that you say you have. It's chewed you up. It's eating you up so much that you can't even recognize it when God places an opportunity right before you. When we go to work, the people who come to us talking about their problems, sharing with us. They have problems even people who ask questions what do you do people who ask questions what do you do you know one of the questions i enjoy asking oh, or being asked is what do i do what do i do i'm a pastor i preach, I preach. do you do church then suddenly i have the power <laughs> yeah cuz you ask me what do i do you know so, yeah And then I tell you what I do and how I do it, you see. And I don't need to know what you do, but you see some people, what do you do? And you now try to look out for, so try to find some nice posh words to make yourself look important, but you don't know that God has given you opportunity. People ask you, how was the weekend? How was the weekend? How was the weekend? See, what better opportunity to explain the weekend? To explain the weekend. Weekend, let's start from yesterday. Yesterday, I got up in the morning. I went to church like I always do on Sunday. And I always do it because I discovered that when I do church on Sundays, it makes a difference to how my my week goes. You know, I found something since I started going to church, you know, and it all begins with Jesus Christ, you know, because the Bible says all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we we don't properly reflect, you know, who God has created us to be, you know. So I need to do this thing every Sunday and I can tell you that if you will start doing that also, it will make a difference. It begins with a little prayer. We can pray right now and then you see you, you are just getting a straight shot in there. if you are looking for it if you are looking for it if you are looking for it yeah how was your weekend what are you doing this weekend how's your day going how is my day going very fine i woke up early in the morning and committed the day to the lord like i always do because i find when i commit my day to the lord doesn't matter what happens during the day he is in charge and he is on my side do you commit your day to the lord then you pause and wait for an answer (laughs) As the person is fumbling you know that there is no lord in your life then you start to encourage the person you start to let him know that every human being needs a lord everyone needs a power greater than you to keep you functioning even your little cell phone comes with a charger. You come with no charger. You're going to die and you're going to lose all your function. You get it? You don't have anything. If for the difficult times and parts of the day, how are you going to handle it? You don't have anything that charges you up. Even the greatest of people need something to charge them up. That's why even a generator needs fuel to generate power to charge other things so everybody needs something from somewhere i get mine from god so you ask me how's my day my day is going pretty well because i started with the lord and if you will learn to start your day with the lord you will see that your days will begin to change that's somebody who is seeking to save that which is lost But if you are not seeking to save that which is lost, you are just waiting for Jesus to multiply five loaves of bread. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 How many are going to be soul winners? You have to become a soul winner. That is the heartbeat of Jesus. That's why Jesus came. That's why he has left us here. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's why he has left us here. That is the purpose of the church. And the church must continue to do that. The church must continue to do that. You know, the book, I've been sharing with you from the book 120 Reasons Why You Must Be a Soul Winner, you know. And one of the points in the book, it interests me a lot. It says, because the strength of a church is measured by its sending power and not by, it's sending capacity and not by its seating capacity. Do you see? Yes, because the true greatness of any church is not how many it seats, but how many it sends. Can you see that? So what it means then is that A church's greatness is measured more by its impact outside rather than its volume inside, isn't it? Yes, it's much like a bulb. I think a bulb is judged by its impact on darkness rather than the size of the bulb. (laughs) So if you have a big bulb, that doesn't give much light. You don't have as much respect for it as the small in fact all of us are impressed by a small torchlight that shines all the way through to the door. Yeah. Do you see the thing? Yes. And the church is like that. The church is judged by its impact outside, not by how many rooms we fill. What we do outside matters more to God than what we do. Is it time to close? You sure? All right. <laughs> what what we do, what we do outside, is not. No, what we do inside is not as important as what we do outside. The church and its influence on the outside is greater. That is why you have those stories in the Bible where the Bible says let's read them Luke chapter 15 the Luke chapter 15 stories Luke chapter 15 where Jesus is telling the story of a man Luke 15 and verse 4 what man of you having a hundred sheep if he lose one of them Doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he has found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. Right? And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise... Joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. No, no, just think about that verse. Joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. So being able, you see, that's why I'm saying that our impact outside is more important and it's a better measure of what is greatness than our volume inside. You see there, you have, you're looking for one thing and you have 99 inside. And the 99 inside doesn't excite you as much as the one outside that you found. Do you see it? Yeah. If I was to ask you which one is great, see somebody who's just started a church and he has found one person, and then someone who has a church and has already 100 people. All of us know the way we think that we will have greater respect for for the one who has 100. You get it? Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's no party in heaven because of that. Do you understand? Yeah. He said the party is greater. For the one who said, I'm starting something and has been able to find one, one. Brings more joy. And the other stories in it, it says another one is a woman is having sheep, uh, sorry, coins, isn't it? And then verse eight, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, she loses one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it and when she has found it she called her friends and her neighbors together saying rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I had lost likewise I say to you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented so why why won't you and I just make it our aim To create this thing that brings joy in heaven. Even if it's just one sinner. One sinner we can have. Rather than just be happy with the same group of people all the time assembling together. And being happy that we haven't lost any of them.
2: Are you getting what I'm saying?
3: Yes. And you can see that it takes a lot to find that one coin. You have to light a lamp. You have to sweep. You sweep here. It's not there. You sweep there. It's not there. She sweeps the whole place just for one coin. So don't be surprised if you have to labor and have outreach and outreach and outreach and outreach just to have one soul. Oh, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Catching fish is not easy. One of the popular phrases in the Bible is, Lord, I toiled all night and caught nothing. Yeah. So you go for outreach for two hours and you didn't get anybody. You are discouraged. (laughs) And Jesus said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. (laughs) So you can go all day and catch nothing but still go. Yeah, still go. Try all week and catch nothing, but still go. Still go. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Because the woman was sweeping. She kept sweeping. If she hadn't swept, I tell you, the Bible would have said that she dropped the coin and she picked it up. (laughs) You see, and all of us want the pick up the coin experience. Yeah, You got to sweep. You got to sweep. She was swept here, swept there, and swept there, and swept there, and swept swept the whole house. And she eventually found it. If you sweep long enough, you will find the coin. You will find it. You will find it. You you will find it. If you sweep long enough, if you sweep as many places as as you need to sweep you will find, by all means, God will use you to bring someone to Him. God will use you by all means to bring someone to Him. God will use you to bring someone to Him. Hallelujah. So I want to close by encouraging you to become a soul-winning church. Become a soul-winning church become a soul winning church. Amen. Your pastor doesn't have to have a hot sermon every Sunday. Hey, look, if you come some days you don't have preaching, you don't have a message, you don't have a message, let's just go to the street. Yeah, It's 10 o'clock, we'll come back at 12. Let's go and sweep the streets to see what we'll find. Let's just go sweeping to see if we might find something. If we might find... If we don't find anything look remember if the woman hadn't found that one coin she would still have the ninety. do you understand if the guy hadn't found that one sheep he would still have the 99 do you understand yes we don't have anything to lose we don't have anything to lose we go out and we don't find anybody well we didn't find anybody today it's okay Peter told all night, ours is just two hours. (laughs) We are still doing better than Peter. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Don't feel too big. Don't feel too mature to be out there. Don't feel too grown up. Do you understand? Whoever you are, there's someone that God can reach through you there's someone that god can reach through you whoever you are god can reach someone through you amen you bear fruit after your kind yes if older people will listen to you talk to them a soul is a soul if it's younger people who will listen to you talk to them because a soul is a soul you know Yeah, nobody is too old. Nobody is too young. No one is too mature. No one is too accomplished. No one is too dignified to hit the streets and do this one work of trying to speak to every creature. Every single person is a candidate for salvation. For that is why I came. Hallelujah. He said, that is why I came. That is why I came. Let's not change his purpose. Let's not give him a new reason. See, every time Jesus is talking about why he came, it seems it's him. He is the one trying to explain to people why he came. Because it's very easy to assign a different reason. That's why we get John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then the next verse says, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world. So he's always making a case, trying to, you know, Keep the focus right before him, you know, and not allow people to turn it into something else. And that's the temptation that hits churches. You get it. And soon you find churches quarreling, breaking up, people leaving the church because of other things which are not the reason why. (laughs) You see the thing, yeah. They're not the reason why. You see... Because we have left the peppers and we have become consumed with other things such that those, and, and the fact that they can make us leave is a sign of how consumed by them we are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, it shows whether if you leave for any reason other than we preach, <laughs> then it should tell you what your focus has been because the main reason couldn't keep you in. What drove you out must be what you are serving. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's not the reason why you are here, if it didn't bring you here, it can't take you out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's be soul winners. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to win souls this year. And God is going to be with me. Always. Hallelujah. You need to find your own personal gospel tracts to find your own gospel things and so on. And just have these things handy, some in your car, some in your handbag, everywhere. Just You're just looking sick and save that which is lost. Seek and save. There's a searching for who is, who is savable. Even if they're on a tree. And I know that God will give you the opportunity. Stand to your feet and let's say a word of prayer. Amen. Amen. how many genuinely want God to touch you with a soul-winning grace and anointing okay I want us to pray that God will give us that interest ask God to give you his heart for souls Amen. amen ask God tell God I know and you see you have to you have to be you see you have to be honest You have to be honest and I I agree that that's not your passion. That you enjoy something else more than this one thing. Do you see? You have to come to that place and, you know, we, we have to, you know, be quick to confess our sins. Do you understand? Yeah. So pray and say to the Lord that honestly, Lord. I know, I mean, I like church and all these things, but frankly, soul winning, has not been my thing, you know, but I know you can help me. Do you get it? I know you can help because if I'm a follower of Christ and Christ says his mission is to seek and save the lost, I cannot be a follower of Christ with a different mission. Then it's not Christ I'm following. So Lord, have mercy on my pitiful self and help me give me a heart that is like yours hallelujah pray everybody close your eyes and just pray and talk to god about souls that you want to be used by god to win souls for him in the name of jesus
2: just pray 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 Maka cabolo mo shandaria la Tebele Idolo bele be canaria. Ito lo muso toria la E khala shandaria la baba la ma shandaria bala baba e la baba. Mi coso shandaria canaria Alusta la masto condoriana babarama shandariana babaya Jesus Oh Back to you, Lord my condoriana babarama shandariana babaya Mi kolo bo mo sendariana baban shandariana babar i bala babaya nalaba Mi kolo bo mo sendariana baban shandariana Mi kolo mo me khanariana baban dariana Pray, pray, pray to God and say, Lord, tonight I'm not asking for money, I'm not asking for healing for my body, I'm not asking for a job, I'm not asking for a beloved. I'm not
3: asking for
0: a pay raise, I'm not asking for
3: children, I'm not asking for my children to do well. I'm just asking, oh God, that you give me this heartbeat of Jesus. That I have no rest, that the thing that affects me most is souls, 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 souls. People dying and going to hell will mean more to me than anything else than position, than titles, than anything. Oh God, please, if you can help me with this one thing, I'll be very grateful
2: that I will be a
3: lover. Of souls that I'll be a lover of souls,
2: I'll
3: be a lover of
2: souls. Jesus, Jesus. A passion, a passion, passion. a passion.
3: Make a passion lava bosha, Rebaba the Rialaba O and
2: to see the Evolution, the the Rialaba Bolus, and second Ekanamalaba Lama must send a bala 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 I am a the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. balabala
3: Thank you, Jesus. Just place your hand on your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and to bring you to that place in Him. To bring you to that place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee, all my days I give to Thee, to love love you more fall in love with you so so show Show me me how how to love
3: Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your blessing, the blessing of your word. Tonight, Lord, we rededicate ourselves to you. We realize how far short we have fallen of what really matters to you. Tonight we don't come to you with any confidence of righteousness, we just come to you acknowledging that in this one area at least we are sinners and Lord we confess our sin of apathy and indifference to a lost and dying world. Jesus was not indifferent to people who were lost. Any opportunity that Jesus found to make a difference in someone's life he took it. Thank you for the passage on Zacchaeus. We want to be like Jesus looking out for people who need salvation. We want to recognize them from afar. We want to be able to see them. We want to be able to sense they are around. We want to recognize the signs and symptoms of people whose lives you are already working on and who are ripe for salvation. I pray, O God, that you will light a fire in us, in every one of us, Lord. Light a fire in us and let that fire burn always. Let it be a fire for souls, a passion for winning souls, for seeking and saving that which is lost. Because this is what the Son of Man came to do. This is what Jesus came to do. I pray, Lord, we thank you for all the blessings we have in you. Thank you for jobs. Thank you for families. Thank you for spouses. Thank you for children. Thank you for good health. Thank you for finances. Thank you for favor, for breakthroughs. And so many things we have found in Christ. Thank you for all of them. But Lord, we pray that none of them will mean more to us than the purpose for which you gave your life. Amen. That these things will not cloud our judgment, Lord. Amen. That they will not take the place. They will not blur our vision Amen. and cause us to misplace our priorities. Amen. I pray that this will be a soul winning church. Amen. This will be a, a church that goes. This will be a church that looks for people. Looks for sinners. This will be a church that wins sinners. The engine of soul winning should not cease in this place. But let it keep turning. Let it keep turning. Let it keep turning. In the name of Jesus. We are not tired of seeking the lost yes, we're not tired of serving you yes, we're not tired of working for you lord amen. we will never be tired of working for you amen. we pray lord, yes, lord that you will help us amen. give us that passion. Give passion in jesus name we pray and everybody says amen amen hallelujah amen are you blessed tonight How many are glad that you came to church tonight? And how many are going to be soul winners? I tell you, believe me, it's going to keep you fresh. It'll keep you young. I tell you, if you've seen an older person who's had a child, like, you know, sometimes some people get pregnant late, you know, you see that they still look young because of the baby they had. Yeah, it keeps them young. Very young. Amen. So, I want to encourage you. If we have young, not age, but young in the Lord. If we start having them around, you see energy. we just best forth in the church. And we need it. We need it. Amen. So, no one is too old for it. You get it. No one is too old for outreach. No one outreach must be important. Amen. 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 If I'm saying if you can't make the outreach but can make the baby shower, you got it wrong. If you miss the outreach, don't come to the baby shower. Just send your gift. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. 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 But God is gonna help us. Amen. All right. We hope